0: Hello and welcome to 709 Meridian an Audio Commentary Podcast, uh, stream, etc. My name's Andrew.
1: And this is D. And
0: we are kicking off our latest season with Friday the thirteenth. Um, so we're we're going back to 1980, New Jersey for Camp Crystal Lake, uh, mm. with Betsy Palmer, Kevin Bacon, some other. Uh,
1: our people. final girl, Adrian King.
0: Adrian King, um, directed by Sean S. Cunningham, and uh, written by Victor Miller, who uh, would like everybody to know that he should get the rights to Friday the Thirteenth, even if he didn't create Jason Voorhees. But we'll talk Ooh. about that later. Um, I think that's about it. You got any other it's, business?
1: Uh. I guess we should also mention that um, within this genre, uh, Halloween kind of lit the fuse and Friday the 13th kept burning, yep. <laughs> kept the fire burning, Um, you know, even it's... brought back the OG during the 80s, uh, Leatherface, in the wake of all these sequels that it spawned.
0: Yep. This sort of, uh, this showed everybody that you could spend almost no money and kill a bunch of teenagers and show some boobs and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, all right. <laughs> you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Starting in three, two, one, play. Ah, Paramount.
1: The old Paramount
0: logo. Golf and Western company. Right. Before we went to all Viacom and mm-hmm. it was all downhill after that. okay so we're gonna open on it i haven't seen this in i don't know five or eight years or something but i bet i bet we open on a flashback to the 50s right yeah the 50s (laughs) yes
1: a lot of these uh slasher pictures had a A a prologue, yeah, take place sometime before the actual action of the film,
0: so you can kill five minutes basically. But uh, then Halloween did too, right? Halloween Um, did,
1: Halloween sort of started the
0: yeah, because original Texas Chainsaw just has the narration, they just drop them right in there, yeah, it's got the news report and shit. But here we go. Oh, we've got the music just going. Fuck yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. POV.
0: Harry Manfredini not messing around.
1: Right. So already we're familiar here uh, with the POV, the creepy music. Something sinister is afoot.
0: I feel like by 80, there had been enough, there had probably been other, had there other sleepaway camp type slashers yet? Like, had there been?
1: Sleepaway camp didn't come out That was 82. 82, 83.
0: But had anything come before Uh, this? Yeah,
1: between the before this, eh, I don't think so. Because I know after this came, almost directly after this came, uh,
2: The Burning. Which was almost a complete rip of this.
0: Wasn't it a little bit more, didn't it have more of a name cast? I can't remember. I've never seen it. it, had a, I it had a,
1: somewhat, yeah. Okay. Like, and then it had people who became... You know, like Fisher Stevens and Gotcha. It was Jason Alexander.
0: As opposed to this, which only has Kevin Bacon, basically.
1: Kevin Bacon, yeah.
0: Um the nope, I forgot what I was. Oh yeah. Well 1958 would put this at like this could be the parent trap camp.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it, it should have been.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Crossover.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Does...
0: Hey now, once Disney buys Paramount, that's the way you do it. You do yep. Disney uh Disney Princesses versus Jason Voorhees.
2: <laughs>
0: there's a Jason versus uh I don't know why we're talking about Jason Voorhees since he's not in this movie. Or except well, hold on. We'll, he's we'll talk about that later. He's kind yeah. of in it. But there's a I think it's Australian. Jason versus Michael the Evil emerges. It's just like a 20 minute wrestling video. It's fucking awesome. Oh my God. They run into each other in the woods and they just fight for 20 minutes. Like, and
1: a lot of, you know, fans really just took off over the years with Jason and, you know, fan films. We'll probably get into that with the sequels. This one here, though is very unique amongst the sequels because it uh, features an antagonist that is not Jason. Oh, spoiler alert.
0: Spoiler alert. It also features, uh, you know, like a a motivated antagonist, whereas Jason's just generally mad at the teens.
2: Yeah. What were you doing? Why do you not look period accurate? (laughs) (laughs)
0: What I love about the Harry Manfredini music is is it's just basically fucking psycho times psycho, a, yeah, a billion, right? Like a lot of a lot
1: of strings, very loud strings, and it's peppered with the, uh, you know, the sound effect.
2: <laughs> and we have a title, folks.
0: It broke the glass, you know predating its 3D sequel
1: right now in planning this before they even had a script they had the title they had no idea what the hell they were gonna do with the you know title
2: right they just knew it was a catchy title we've got oh Tom Savini did the make Savini. there you go Manfredini. Manfredini did all the first eight, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's Steve Miner who will direct the next two, and go like, on to do Halloween H two O. Like Paramount really, for all the
1: hell they get, you know that critics might have given the franchise. Paramount really took care of it, you know, and it was hot.
0: When it was hot, yeah. Like, they knew how to do franchises.
1: Yeah. They really took care of it.
2: Okay, so it is now Friday, June 13th. The present.
0: And we're getting to our 95-minute runtime with some very uh, slow camera moves. (laughs) It looks
1: great, though. Look at that. Yeah, love that shot. This is stuff you've never... <laughs> Again, these movies... I'm was, I was For the longest time, I was so used to seeing them with the shitty, you know, pan and scan. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, the, the bad framing on TV. Well,
0: and I mean, just TV and VHS in general, you're not going to get the, you know the depth on the... Im- you're not going to get the detail on the image, and you're not going to get the depth of color. Like... No. It and looks yeah, so good. This looks really fucking good. I, I think that's kind of something that happens with these, is, is that this the first two look good, but then they start...
1: Uh, yeah, they kind of... Yeah. The more 80s it gets.
0: Yeah, the more 80s it gets. But this is 80, you know? This is when... Film stock was film stock, people. Yeah,
1: this is where they appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Every little bit of frame of that,
0: or nobody, or nobody was making shitty enough stuff. Here we get the Dracula-like opening of "I want to go to Camp Crystal Lake."
1: <laughs> and There's what's his face. Forget his name. He used to be on the
2: Jeffersons every now and then. The big dude. Yep. He looks really young there. Yeah. Everybody's just so
0: friendly in 1980. (laughs) Well, this is also a nice place to shoot. Like, it's an uneven sidewalks and shit like it's an interesting location
2: there's dirty old ralph yep who we'll see again
0: so the thing that definitely isn't talked about today is throughout the 70s before halloween and the slasher movie you did Uh. have Low budget horror movies, right? Like and yeah, the B movies, the B movies starting in, I mean, probably starting with Night of the Living Dead in '68, and then yeah. pretty steadily there were just B movies. They would not have. They had like a familiar stable. There were some actresses who in multiple ones. There were horror movies from overseas and shit, like they got dubbed and released. There was the yeah, Hammer those are Dracula. Those yeah, Argento, the hammer, yeah. Bav- yeah. This sort of, at least this one, looks more like your low-budget '70s sort of not quite exploitation horror picture than it does the thriller. Yeah, a gory, a gore thriller. Then the Fangoria yeah. thing it'll become
2: mm-hmm.
0: in four or five movies.
1: And this was probably the first time a lot of these effects were attempted. Although uh, Savini admitted that a lot of his stuff comes from Argento and
2: hmm. who's the other one? Baba? Mario Baba? Baba. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, that's also another thing is, is that Back when, like, Bava started, you still had that really, um... High, who, like, who did the one with Jennifer Connolly? That's Argento.
1: That's Argento, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Argento wasn't quite as, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, the blood wasn't quite as... Not neon, but exaggerated, color-wise. Right. Like oversaturated I guess um, the other weird thing about this is is that you've got the first movie in the franchise and Paramount will never sort of deal with the mythology of this mm. until they'll never deal with it right like well, Jason Goes to Hell retcons it to try to get some material out of it but not until then
2: Mm. Mm. Well, two and three
1: are basically echoes of this first movie. And then from four onward, it becomes
2: its own thing, I think. Elston Oil Supply... If they had a bigger budget, it could blow up, but no. (laughs) This
0: is also like Farmland, New Jersey. You don't actually see this in movies a lot.
1: Uh Uh-uh. No, because when they say Jersey, it's like...
2: Yeah. Oh, here we go. Mr. Footloose himself... Kevin Bacon, uh,
1: pretty much the only recognizable face in this.
0: Yep. Uh, Mario Puzo's Hello. The Godfather on the dashboard. Right there on
1: a dash, yeah. Well, Betsy Palmer was well-known to older audiences, I guess, at the time.
0: She, Yeah, I think she was their Donald Pleasant, right? She was adding right, some she was legitimacy
2: to it. Ah, Camp Crystal Lake.
0: What a pretty sign. I wonder (laughs) if that will change over the years.
1: Be put in different
2: places. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, glasses
0: guy. He's either going to be a creep or he's going to die. Probably both. (laughs) Well, he's definitely going to die but is he going to be a creep before he dies? This guy really,
2: they, they were said to have
1: had like a more elaborate script to sort of
2: uh, flesh out the characters more, but budget wouldn't allow them. So there, there is a deeper story.
0: They just didn't make that and realized they didn't have to after it was a hit. Right.
1: So there's like a lot of stuff here that alludes to.
0: (laughs) Right.
2: But, you know, there's no point to it, ultimately. And there's Alice, Adrian King. Okay, here we go.
0: So, did we talk over the story? Uh, Do we know, is the camp reopened, or has it always been opened?
1: He's refurbing, I think, and he, yeah, I think he reopened. That's Steve Christie, I think. Glasses guy.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know, but
2: He's
1: you watched the, head the of long
0: the... documentary, right?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've always for the both it, of us. I, I had to suffer through uh, <laughs> shitty Corey Feltman narration.
0: He narrates the whole thing. Oh,
1: no. The whole fucking thing, dude.
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't know. That's it's eight hours. It's ten and, and he a has half. Some crappy, it's
1: Yeah, he has some shitty, like, inserts every now and then. There's another one that's pretty good, though. It's a lot shorter. Called, His Name Was Jason. And that's hosted by
2: Savini.
0: It's nice that... Those, this nightmare and all those other things, regardless of it, they, they, they've they produced some really nice documentaries talking about, oh, like, yeah. just the thing. Like, yeah.
2: Because despite, you know, the Feldman. <laughs> See, here we go. These two.
0: Hmm. She looks like a proto. Oh, there we go. John Hughes heroine. Yeah, she's
1: <laughs> Molly Ringwald phase one.
0: She's like Molly Ringwald and Mary Louise Parker. or not Mary Louise Mary, Mary Lou- Winningham. No, um not Parker, the other Mary huh? from from uh Mary Stewart Masterson.
1: Mary Stuart Masterson. She's Mary Stuart yeah.
0: Masterson and
2: uh, Molly Ringwald.
0: These guys are not wearing a lot of clothes. What's going on here?
2: Like well, it's
1: a lot of a lot of pants with uh suspenders. Yeah. Very early eighties. This show. G Giles yeah. Band looking.
0: I don't know, but they should do something looking at the fashion of Friday the 13th movies. Because we are going to hit some shit throughout the series. <laughs> like bare midriffs and such of the dudes, that All era. Those half
1: shirts, yeah. yeah.
0: Fucking 80s, weird, weird time. Everybody basically white and black, dressed like Willis from fucking. Weird season of different strokes. <laughs> so
1: Steve's headed into town to, you know, do something. Do yeah. Steve Christie shit. I
0: forgot for half the movie. I don't think I have ever appreciated how good this like looks. Maybe it's just because I've been watching stuff shot on video for the last ten years now. But that's yeah, so, what I mean. See, I told you. It, I've come away with a
1: bigger appreciation for this one. Because it, it just looks so good, too, you know.
0: Well, it look this is um I think we I mean we're gonna lose the daytime scenes eventually, but um the sort of template for this late summer day is Texas Chainsaw, just mm-hmm. as a comedy, but like visually the setting sun and stuff. That's something they did in Texas Chainsaw that was incredibly successful. Yeah. Because you can capture that shit. This is hard stuff to do on video. That's why mm-hmm. they fucking CGI it. Just picks her up and kills her. It's fucking.
1: <laughs> well, Annie here, yeah, is kind of our... Um... You didn't think up until this point that she was going to be, you know, victim number one. But right, it, this is another parallel to Psycho, where you know you get that and that false security that she's going to be the main character.
0: You gotta wonder the reaction to this was incredibly hostile. Um What did? Ebert, Cisco and Ebert hated it. Cisco called it, was it the Horrible 13 or Dreadful 13? They just hated this shit. Yeah, they never liked it. No. No. And the thing is, is that if you had approached these a little bit differently, who knows where the genre could, like, it took horror movies what, until like the late oughts to sort of get to being relatively well, reliable
1: i think if the gore
0: mm.
1: might have been cut down because they did like halloween
0: yeah and then once the gore and well that's the thing about gore is that action gore done john wick style is a lot more entertaining. And it's mm-hmm. not as exploitative. When It's cartoonish. Right. When oh. it's cartoonish. Whereas this is just about like terrorizing this chick and then killing her in a yeah, graphic. And then way. Kill her straight up. So they gotta fake, but you know, I feel like if there had been more attempts at the genre without demonizing it, we yeah. could have gotten to better horror movies
1: earlier. I find it really funny that they didn't like this one, considering the twist. You know,
2: <sighs> I mean,
1: because their whole their whole trip was it's so misogynistic that these women are in peril and they're being stalked by these men. This is like the only one, aside from a uh, couple down the line, that had a, a female doing all this shit
2: I mean
0: Cisco and Ebert had some really bad takes
1: yeah they had bad takes on shit like because I would have gave this one a pass and maybe part two
0: but I mean they didn't give any of this stuff a pass right like at this point you'd had I, I think they gave they Halloween a this. I don't but know which it.
1: one they liked. There wasn't another one that they...
0: But I don't think they liked Texas Chainsaw. Did they? I don't remember. I don't remember. But, um... the fuck was I just going to say? It was really funny or something. But, I, I mean, Ebert... this is also... Oh, no, Cisco and Ebert. Yes, everybody, if you want to be mortified... Go watch them talking about New Jack City on The Tonight Show. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucked up. But anyway...
1: um, These were what Ebert eventually coined the term um, dead teenager movies. (laughs) So I doubt they really even watched a lot of them.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like... They infamously didn't watch things all the way through.
2: Because there are some of these that aren't that bad. Although there was... Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if Happy Birthday to Me came out
1: before or after this. Because that was like another was one AD that came Run. out... Okay, it came out around the same time and it it did something slightly different that made it more of a thriller than a slasher, but it got thrown into the slasher genre.
2: And other movies were getting, like,
0: De Palma was starting to do some slashery stuff, like, they were adding yeah. the elements into it. He
1: had the, uh, he fell back on the fact that he was aping Hitchcock.
0: Right, he was basically Hitchcock with gore.
2: Yeah, suspense gore. I think that...
0: I mean, some of the the thing about these is that you're, it's like a Porky's movie or whatever, right? Like, (laughs) well, just in that it's sort of up to you how much attention you're going to pay to all these characters, right? Like,
1: yeah, this is, I would say this is the first movie where they were all just stock blatantly cannon fodder.
0: Right. As and opposed
1: that... to Halloween, where you really got to like those girls. Right. These kids are just here frolicking <laughs> until
2: they get pecked off, you know, one by one. It runs at a pace where you don't even have time to really give a shit. Now, Like, I don't
1: even to this day, I couldn't tell you any fucking names aside from Alice.
2: Bill. That guy's name okay, is Okay, that Bill. one's Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Bacon. I just called Kevin Bacon. And then... Yeah, I mean... None of them are...
0: It's going to be a few movies before they try to introduce any memorable characters and then they do one where everybody's a memorable character. Yeah. We we would have um next year there'd be Evil Dead. And so that did they like Evil Dead? Like Evil Dead really early amped up the gore stuff.
2: Mhm.
0: So by 83 or something these weren't even these were practically mainstream horror
1: yeah they were they were just cranking these out
0: yeah like i, mean, I found so they came better. out just every year
1: un fucking believable <laughs> like uh butcher baker uh nightmare maker <laughs> that one is garbage <laughs>
0: And they're, like, all made in fucking New Jersey.
2: Larry mm-hmm.
0: Cohen never did... Did he ever do anything? Yes. Else? Okay. Uh, um, wait,
1: no, no, no. Uh, trauma got a hold of... Uh, that's what
2: you call him. Uh, graduation day. I can't remember which one Larry Cohen did. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Yep. It's Alive. That, he did those, right?
1: Yeah, Larry Cohen yeah. did It's and That alive. started
0: in the 70s, so that was another sort of East Coast mm-hmm. horror thing. Horror was more East Coast. Like, yeah,
1: there was Chud and Yep. The Stuff.
0: The Stuff, <laughs> that, also Larry Cohen.
1: That came in 84. Five, I think,
0: yeah is um this cop looks a teeny bit like Joey pants,
2: a little, yeah, oh, see, he's the clown
0: yeah he's he's the clown, he's what happens if you're not memorable enough to get cast as styles ever, basically, like yeah. <laughs> All of these, or you're not, you don't have a bit enough to be in, in Revenge of the Nerds.
2: Like,
1: hey, why isn't McGinley in this?
2: <laughs> I'm you're shocked
1: he never made it into one of the Friday 13s. I,
0: they don't have many people. The is the one with. Corey Feldman 4, the first one? Yeah, that's 4. That's like the mom is the first person that's a regular that's in the movie that's over, you know, 35 for... Mm-hmm. Until you get to there being evil stepfathers and shit or whatever.
1: And then Terry Kaiser shows up.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. seven seven oh
1: nine 7.
0: 709 <laughs> Meridian favorite, Terry Kaiser.
2: Terry Kaiser. This,
0: this fucking cop turn it around so we could zoom past the kids, like, (laughs) jeez.
1: And Alice is wearing the hell out of those jeans.
2: Jeez. Oh, (laughs) Sassoons. But I mean, this is like a
0: John Williams, well, not John Williams, John Hughes scene until that, right? Like, your (laughs) montage of the
2: Oh, crazy Ralph!
0: How did they not
2: get somebody for that?
0: Like, yeah, it
1: could have been Martin Landau, dude.
0: Nobody. This is the thing. Nobody understands. Before two thousand six or whatever, nobody was really actors. weren't as fucking desperate as they are now. Today, you could get Al Pacino to do that, like.
1: <laughs> that would be christopher walken
2: i don't know if you get christopher walken to do it. De, niro.
0: de niro you get de niro you spent fucking 60 million dollars to cast de niro's crazy ralph
2: <laughs> i mean actually it should be Crispin glover but other than
1: that... It should, yeah. Nowadays, it should be.
0: And, okay, so we are 31 minutes into this, and we've had the one death. So, yeah, no, that should be Crispin Glover, and it should have followed him being a creep around the camp until this point.
1: hmm Also, this being the first movie...
2: Oh, shoot, <laughs> So now we've got a cooking
0: scene, and bad okay. bulb, no power. Um, she really does look like Molly Ringwald. She could be Molly Ringwald's older sister. Yeah, in Sixteen Candles.
1: Instead of whoever the hell that was. <laughs> and instead late. of whoever
0: the hell that was.
1: But by that time. This chick was like, what, 30?
0: Right. Because Law & Order didn't exist yet, everyone. You you didn't have a guaranteed job living in New York um, as yeah. an actor. Like, you would do this and maybe one or two other things, and then you wouldn't make it. Or you'd be Kevin Bacon.
1: Yeah, or you, you'd just be lucky enough to be Kevin
0: Bacon. And that's like one out of seven, right? Like, or. Yeah, because none of the rest of these people. There'll be whole movies in this where nobody went on to anything more than a sitcom. Like, that's not, that's an unheard of ratio, especially for the 80s. Because when you look at somebody like Kevin Bacon, he, ensemble casts were still launching people, right? Like, Diner, everybody in Diner yeah, went from on this- to something. He right. Went to Diamond, right yeah oh, there might have been something in between, but it was it like, taps he did taps, taps was eighty yeah. or eighty one yeah, and that's a weird everybody got too. something off of taps, yeah, everybody got something off of taps, like the era where Timothy Hutton was more popular than uh Tom Cruise is a forgotten era, or even
1: Sean penn
0: oh exactly,
1: <laughs> like they sort of like really and, uh crisscrossed each other yeah. at point.
0: In the early, it's a weird fucking time, the early 80s, and it's like because it really didn't amount to anything, right? Like, it was well, interesting. The young people
1: the... then, though, got to act. You know, it wasn't until Molly Ringwald became a thing that uh, you know, suddenly it was just teenagers who looked good and performed in front of the camera and did like shallow movies and shit so they had a, a bubble where they had a lot of the young people really act in these movies yeah and happened to be these you know they there
2: were these you know b-level slasher thriller pictures
0: the um, it would take until kind of after like when, when TV got big in the early aughts post Sopranos to really give people a chance to mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: have meaty roles again because at best you you know when you've got everything's a tent pole you've got one scene in the movie or something like it's not and nobody I Nobody ever did well off of being a kid in danger in a fucking blockbuster. Like, who's the best actor to come out of that?
2: Oh, God. Yeah, no. Most of them quit. Because the
1: kid's from Jurassic Park. The kid, the boy, he just got older and does random shit. Uh. And she Arianna Richards just kinda she tapped out, yeah, she not long after or
0: something, yeah, she did like, Angus,
1: and then like you didn't see her again,
0: so they just it they're not the same, they're not like the professional teen actor who fucking tries at it for years and like finally gets mm. good later, like it's like.
1: There was a stretch of time where they didn't even have those movies either. Right. Like the 90s. The only reason why people love Clueless so much (laughs) is because that was one of the few that was directed towards the teen audience. Empire Records. And Empire Records. But Empire Records didn't really do well.
0: No, because it's fucking terrible. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like that's a really, really bad movie, but um. And movies. Angus got overlooked too. I'mo
0: yes, and fucking Angus got overlooked. A lot of stuff got overlooked at the time. Oh, here we go. Our first nudity. She's wearing uh Ripley undies. We've seen a right Alien. the
2: Ripley specials. Yep. <laughs> Do we know Uh-oh. what their names are? Kevin Bacon and What's-Her-Face.
0: Okay. <laughs> Given that he and Kyra Sedgwick were probably dating but already at this point, it would have been fucking hilarious if she'd been in this. Yeah. But it's not, because they weren't... I don't know. Whatever. She's not in the fucking movie, so it's not hilarious. Instead, it's our first...
2: Uh Uh-oh. It's
0: getting kind of hot in this cabin. That's the kind of thing about these is is that they've always got, like, the protracted... Mm -hmm. ...pump and ugly scene where Halloween didn't really drag it out too much, right? Like, or it was funny and shit. Like, these are just, like... Which one of the actresses did they convince
2: to go top yeah, Which list? one? Which one did they
1: say, "Hey, uh, we really think you got something here"?
0: Which one did they bully and deceive the most? Right, like the Cindy <laughs> Morgan tits story. Which ones did
1: they want to see more than the other
2: ones? Right. Oh. <laughs> Uh, They're gonna play Strip Monopoly.
0: I don't feel like this would work for very long. You pay the bank more often than... Yeah. Four to five
2: items.
1: But then again, when we see them next,
2: okay. well, probably. <laughs> and this would be the time where we could give a delivering the bacon joke, but, you know, let's but play wait. it out. Are we? No, nope, we're not actually getting to the fucking... Wow, he's at
1: least he hung in there longer than the guy from Halloween.
0: There we go. That's the (laughs) (laughs) Wow, these scenes age great, like (laughs) (laughs) But wait Oh no
2: It's that guy wow, you could have done that so much sooner. Like, Yeah.
0: What was I watching? I was just watching something that was just dragging out the cuts a little bit too long.
2: What the hell would that have been?
0: Because then you have something like Werewolf by Night that doesn't at all because they can't get away with it. So Mm -hmm. they have to be really quick. Oh, so somebody, there's your second bit of nudity, I think. Um, Somebody recut Batman 1989 as a silent movie Mm. with just the uh, Danny Elfman music. And it Mm. works really well, except he holds some of the shots too long. But yeah. Like, otherwise, it works really well with the Danny Elfman music. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched, like, the first couple scenes, and it, it worked Come out. I
2: check it out. Have you seen, uh, Batman
0: 1919 to 1939?
1: What's that? It's some channel does a whole, like, Gotham thing. That takes place in from 1919 to 1939. Hmm. It chronicles the history of the Bat Family as you know, time accurate right. to then.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah, what's his based On
1: some book that they did.
0: Okay. Um, Francesco Francavilla might have somebody or Cliff Chang did like a Batman film noir. Semi proposal yeah. with various characters in like a 30s or 40s milieu, and it was really cool looking. So, like, yeah, I, I actually dig the ones where they try to fit it to something historically, just because. Yeah, it's like the best of else worlds.
1: The one I saw even had Batmite, like, and ah. Batmite was like ah. this. They, they found a logical way to figure mm. him in, and he wasn't, you know, some you know, magic creature or whatever.
0: For Kevin Bacon fans, um, he smokes his cigarette the same way when he smokes in a diner. So clearly his acting coach worked with him on that. There's
1: Tom Savini at work. Mm, There we go. Tom Savini effects.
0: Well, that's what I don't get because you've got something like Dawn of the Dead, which has a bunch of gore. Mm-hmm. And.
1: But Dawn of the Dead had more of the. Uh,
2: you know, the message behind it. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel it was preachy. like. <laughs> I just feel like
0: this. Because by the time you've got the 90s, you've got. Tons of direct-to-video horror movies, just including by big directors, right? Like, oh, my God.
1: Um Speaking of that, I just recently watched The Guardian.
0: That fucking William Friedkin thing? Yes. With the, is <laughs> the that killer the tree. <laughs> okay, that one. I remember that was on TV all the time. All the time back. What was the, the one from? Oh shit! The is it from the eighties about the building, or the late seventies about the building that like they used people with physical conditions in the last shot to show them as hellish beings and shit. There's oh, something shit. with yeah. There's something like that, and I'm like, I bet that age as well. Like. Huh.
2: But yeah, I still got to work up enough nerve to watch *Of
1: Unknown Origin* again. I haven't seen that in years. Peter Weller. Yeah, that one was pretty good.
0: That was uh, George Pan Casmatos, I believe.
2: Mm.
0: Is she talking She's to? She's still with okay Hepburn. Here?
2: Okay.
1: Having so much fun.
2: I sure hope I don't get killed. Yeah, you kind of
1: hate to see this one go. She's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no... This is the thing about this is... This is before... I guess when Sean S. Cunningham watched Halloween, he didn't realize people liked PJ Souls and uh, <laughs> Nancy. Nancy he's So, yeah. like when they made the or Victor Miller, whoever, but when they made this, it wouldn't be until Nightmare on Elm Street that you really had people trying to make you like the teens. So that was like yeah. four more years. And it seems like it was kind of simultaneous because I feel like that, the, the, the fourth one of these is when they started Trying to do more character building during the 30 yeah. minute build up before they started fucking killing them. Part three
1: kinda does it in such a lazy manner, but yeah.
0: If I remember part three right, and we'll find out soon. Um, that's the one where Steve Miller is like trying harder, but like he's fucking around with three D, so there's only so much you can do.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, they tried to give the characters a little more backstory and depth. Had
0: Silent Night Deadly Night 1 come out at this point?
1: No. No. That was... Whoa! whoa Tom Savini! That was... Uh, Silent Night Deadly Night was 83?
0: Okay.
1: 83, 84. Both of those, that and Sleepaway Camp came out a lot later than I thought they did.
0: Okay, this dude, look at him at an angle. He's indistinguishable from Paul Rudd when he's looking down at the table. Yep. Odd bit of trivia, that probably could be Paul Rudd. No, right? He's (laughs) not that old.
1: Yeah, he is. Mm. Paul Rudd's Methuselah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well i mean yeah he was Whoa. 30 when he romanced uh alicia silverstone and
2: <laughs>
0: he
1: and he was in the classic uh
2: tv movie stalking back <laughs> moment of truth Jesus, what were they doing in there? I don't know, because... Oh, that's right. The
1: wind blew it open, but
0: damn. But he's, um... He lost his shirt in... I don't get their Monopoly rules. I don't feel like it's...
1: He lost all of her clothes, and and he lost just his shirt. And then Alice lost nothing.
0: We've got a diner location here. There'll be some of these where you don't even fucking get... Off, the, out of the camp. Uh
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Steve's just the life of the party, isn't he?
0: Yep. It's the Superman Two diner, right? <laughs> okay, so yeah, there you could a plate of that garbage. You could cut <laughs> Parent Trap into this, and you could cut Superman Two into this. <laughs>
2: Hey, look here, Rocky. I don't want any trouble, okay?
0: You keep the quarter. What's 1980? I mean, I don't know. You could buy a comic book.
1: For a while, we're kind of working with uh, red herrings.
0: Yeah, because at this point we're supposed to think it's him.
1: Yeah. Uh because we're supposed to think it's either him or crazy Ralph. Because Crazy yeah, Ralph is just, you know, gone away at this point. Crazy
0: Ralph's gone away, but he's got the Jeep like the killer.
1: Yeah, the Jeep like the killer.
0: So he's the red hair. I feel like they do the well, they turn this into a huge thing by what? Is that the fifth one? But the, the, fun, the that literally is the jeep though right yeah they use the same jeep of course they did um it's like how the helicopter in batman forever and american president is the same cgi model <laughs> um but uh yeah that's the funny thing about these movies is, is like they only have about nine story elements but they've got eight movies so <laughs> you get to see the combinations multiple times throughout. Like, kind of why I never th-
1: understood why they didn't do one of these set in winter.
2: I mean, because they were
1: always
0: making these as cheap as they could, right? Like, and that I
1: guess there's summer movies too,
0: right? There's summer movies. Well, I thought they came out for Halloween, didn't they?
1: I think a few of them did.
0: But yeah, I mean, well, that's the other thing is, is like their most popular era was probably one through six,
1: one through four. Were and there five, five did make money. It just disappointed a lot of people. So yeah, maybe one through six. And then seven was where they were definitely on shaky ground because they were doing gimmicks and shit.
0: And eight was like delayed. So yeah. And the thing about these movies is, is like, you don't want them delayed. They're like your next season of fucking Stranger Things, right? Like, you want to make your deadline because it's it's money in that quarter. Uh Because they were guaranteed, I mean, like, that's the kind of thing about this and the Nightmare on Elm Streets. They were guaranteed moneymakers in an era where, you know... Everything they was even, on shaky ground otherwise
1: even night yeah, even nightmare on Elm Street by five is where they really fucked up because yeah. four was a, a big hit. Like and then they totally rushed
2: five and that's where they slipped and then they had the show. It's almost like
0: rushing sequels is a bad idea. I don't know if Star Trek 5 could tell us anything about that.
2: (laughs) Don't you just want to see more misadventures of Steve Christie?
1: (sighs) Most exciting dude in the movie.
2: Yep. Just...
0: Dragon. Well, at least they got some real rain here, and they got the real rainmaker going. Now, the so this is, of course, very interesting because we don't have the shitty nighttime photography we'll have, probably by if we definitely the fifth movie, but possibly sooner. We are still trying to be scary. With the darkness outside in a very Halloween-type way. The fear Mm -hmm. of the unknown versus the fear of the creeping slasher, basically.
1: And at this point, we pretty much ruled out Steve because he's with the cop unless they were going to trick us with a time jump or something.
0: And they haven't done that significantly. But what if it's like Scream One, and it's Steve and the cop? Right, <laughs> that was a little woozy man. That's what the Scream movies do. The like their legacy is revealing the truth. Like you could have two killers. Wow, like. <laughs> think they, they wore it out though oh yeah but it's like some of the observations they made it's just like yeah you could have had two killers the whole time mm-hmm. and you did actually right in uh or no, not know psycho 2 the killer just wasn't who you thought it was but then it was again because they had to yeah. do a sequel but for a second there was only the one
1: doesn't 3 I thought Psycho 3 kind of rubbed out Psycho 2 in a way.
0: I think it does. I think it sort of retconned some of it. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, retconned
1: it. And then there was that fucking between 2 and 3 <laughs> They had the Bates Motel that they were going to do, the the show
0: Yep, with Bateman.
1: Where, where uh, Norman gives away the hotel. <laughs> he gives away the motel to, to a friend of his from the, the, the what? It's asylum. The asylum. Yeah. And then he died. Norman dies. <laughs> TV's Norman Bates dies and leaves his motel to somebody. And then they come back with Psycho 3. <laughs> <sighs> Although Psycho 4 wasn't bad either. Oh.
0: The TV one, yeah.
1: That one wasn't bad, it's just, you know, it's kind of a, more
2: of a bookend than anything.
0: Again, we uh, the Dark is doing a lot of work here. But, I mean, this is harder to shoot than flooding everything with blue light, right? Like,
1: Yeah. And then we're really
2: gonna get kind of a... See, this is really good here. Ah! Calling back to the arrows earlier. Mm-hmm. A shitty way to go. Damn. <laughs>
0: It's kind of sad that she automatically assumes that they're just teasing her, too. Like, that's the other thing about Friday the 13th movies. All these people assume that their friends would try to terrify them. Yeah,
2: scare them like that, and then... Oh,
0: God, that's right. Mm gotta play the guitar because everybody had a guitar starting in 1970 an acoustic One. yeah yep. so
1: everybody had an acoustic
0: sitting 71. somewhere. 71 to 84 probably right like and
1: yeah, then it became a electric guitar
2: and a skateboard <laughs> for the 80s yep So even though
0: the exterior nighttime photography is very nice, this interior photography has very little personality. (laughs) They look like they're under fluorescence, because I think they're probably on a soundstage in fucking Jersey. Like, that's probably the studio where Law & Order has been filming since 1993. (laughs)
2: But this is, yeah, I mean,
0: that sort of nighttime photography, it hasn't really gone away. Um, But it gives these movies a certain look to them that you get in the early 80s that it sort of changes. I don't know around 85, 86, you sort of lose. instead of shooting night for, um, the, you know, keeping the blacks black to hide what's back there and, you know, be mysterious. You're do you're shooting it with light. Cause what is it? The fucking like, look at this shot, right? Like, yeah, turning on the lights is removing the unknown element, and so like it's it's kind of like a freebie type deal. Like, I mean, the thing does it in eighty two. It's like mm. I don't know why. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies get a, get rid of it because they're trying to show off. The production yeah. design and the unknown, right? They're trying to show off the set pieces. But I don't know and why... They, they
1: eventually use kind of a... That weird thing where they have a light coming from a corner. They started that. Where, the, you know, you're walking down an alley and you just see a light from yeah. nowhere behind, like...
0: <laughs> like where Spider-Man puts his webs? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, It's just somewhere there shouldn't
2: even be light coming from
0: wait okay so they're under an overhang that's why the rain wouldn't be hitting the stuff did Kevin Bacon die without discovering his friend yeah wow
1: the blood dripped on him yeah, first. That's and right, then, yeah. and then
0: he gets the spear. Yeah. After he does his Lee Strasberg uh, Academy smoking scene, car's not starting. Here's a trope. Like, yeah, we really did not keep a bingo card around. We should have done that. <laughs> I'm sure they exist out there. I'm sure. You just have to adapt the Friday. The 13th this is the
1: first game. of many in this uh, franchise, though stalled cars,
0: bad cars in uh, Crystal Lake, New Jersey.
1: What are you gonna do? Yeah, don't don't even drive in Crystal Lake. Just take a bike,
2: or you know, you come out and your bike's got flat tires. But crazy Ralph's got a bike if you need it.
0: <laughs> now we've got just
2: a life of the party
0: this guy whining about how violent the cities are <laughs> and how you should i think this guy's in the second one right i think so yeah i think he's like one of the few people who comes back but um he looks like a hazard county deputy there's a lot of complaining about the cities because it contrasts because really the violence is here and
2: here in rural, rural New Jersey. But I don't like they, when do they even
0: have kids? It's a couple movies before they even have kids come to the camp. Right. That's
1: not till... That's... Six.
0: Six, right? It takes them Yeah, that's not forever. till six, because that's when
1: they reopened it yeah. and called it something else.
0: For the summer camp setting to have actual campers, like it is... Because in two, it's
1: a setup kind of like this, where it's before they're supposed to arrive, and then three takes place at just some remote you know barn nearby
0: for it was on the other side just, of the lake
1: yeah it was just another part of the area
0: but what's and, so f- i mean there's they're tied up in rights but i can't understand how nobody was like why don't we just remake all of these on a streaming series
2: <laughs> like
0: with continuity and shit like the Game of Thronesify this shit. I don't know. It would have been so easy.
1: Yeah, they could have.
0: Until Victor Miller started suing people. So, <laughs> okay, so it is definitely not Steve the Boar.
1: Yeah, Steve's out.
0: <laughs> now we've got. We heard that the generator's working, but now we're going back over to the generator. To...
1: Steve even died shitty. Yep. <laughs> God.
0: POV shot. So now we're turning out the lights. Okay. How close are we to the end? We're not. We got 30 minutes.
1: Oh, it's about to.
0: It's Is it going to kick off?
1: Yeah, the pacing is just about to be insane in a minute. As soon as this guy disappears.
0: That's the thing that I feel like Siskel and Ebert couldn't have, didn't, refuse to appreciate about the genre is when it kicks off between, you know, in the last half hour or whatever. Yeah. Lots of people did great work with that kind of thing, and it went unappreciated.
1: Final exam is a great example of that, too. Even though (laughs) the killer in that is just (laughs) the laziest, like, you know, but then again, I guess it fits for what that
2: was. Got to put on my gotta red see that one. slicker. Check out final exam, dude. All right.
0: Uh, you got to put on your red slicker so we can see you when you go outside.
2: Final exam and graduation day are are unbelievable Okay, we're still not showing what's going on outside. Come on, Paul Rudd. Let's get it going. (laughs) Yeah, he really looks like I'm there. See, once
0: Disney buys Paramount, this can be the secret origin of Scott Lang.
2: He was a would-be camp counselor one year. Mm Good thing he knows how to use,
0: he's the one who knows how to use the generator and he's lived Mm. this long.
2: (laughs) No, not yet. I remember the Nintendo game. (laughs) The
1: Nintendo game was headache inducing, man. (laughs) Where you had to go rescue the kids from each cabin.
2: Oh, I remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like every two seconds that damn alarm would go off. You have to make your way like across the damn thing just to get to the cabin.
0: I thought the the PS4 thing sounded good, but I don't like... I want to play person. that. I can't do first person. I'm too old. <laughs> yeah, something. I
1: can't do it for too long. Yeah. It's weird. Start getting that
2: motion sickness.
0: <laughs> I don't even get the motion sickness. I just like... I can't get like engaged with it. It's really weird. Because, I mean,
2: that's I how... Think it's better
1: when you play with a bunch of people. Because it's basically just hide and seek.
0: Yeah, it seems all this first person shit. We'll see if VR changes it for me. But give me third person, whatever. Like I, I like mm-hmm. feeling like I'm playing an action movie or something. Like, <laughs> which is weird because. There's plenty of first-person stuff that has really awesome design and shit, but still, like, it, that doesn't yeah. work. The open world, for me, I gotta have the third-person thing going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the lights are back on. The boring lights are back on. She should be only lit from... Yeah, look at that fucking light over her. <laughs> But that's kind of the weird thing is, is like, nobody's, and it's the same for something like Nightmare on Elm Street. Nobody super legit is willing to bet their careers on it. Like, you don't have any, like, they had a hell of a time finding directors for the reboots of these from Platinum Dunes. Yeah, like none of those Platinum Dunes movies had good directors. The best was probably the guy who went on to direct, co-direct Lemonade, right? Like they did not (laughs) have good directors on that shit. And it's like, but you should have. You should have some like rabid fan who wants to do this. Somebody who really wanted to. Yeah.
1: I mean, shit. They had uh, they had fans moderate some moderate some of the commentaries on the. uh, Mo- these movies, the re-releases for DVD.
0: Yeah, like there's no reason. Oh, the only ah. person there is is um. Oh wow, Tom Savini. Oh, look at those eyes move. Bill just got. Don't move your eyes, Violated. Bill. Don't move your eyes, Bill. <laughs> okay, running through the dark.
2: All we see is the flashlight going well cut up.
0: <laughs> well what i love is everybody's got these their, their rain slickers on and they make absolutely no visual difference because you can't see them outside so it's just like no Is that a pulley to keep the door locked or is it a noose? Because... <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, in the later movies, a body would come flying through one of those windows.
0: Yeah, because once you've got a supernatural, once you've got a monster slasher out to get you... Yeah. Yeah. You all get to do lots all...
2: of stuff, yeah.
1: They literally do it in like, what, I think part four? Hell, they probably do it in part three.
0: I remember part three, Jason, Super Jason being pretty immediate.
2: Like, yeah. they don't waste time.
0: Because, I mean, to some degree, these would have been interesting to make because of the effects, right? So you've got somebody like Tom Savini putting in the work, trying to do the
1: gore. Sort of. He lit the fuse for why people kind of went for these, in a way.
0: Yeah. And... Troma never did anything this straight-faced, right? Like... No, they always did just... Just... (laughs) Just
1: balls to the wall, just... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, if you weren't into that, there was only so many things.
1: Oh, and then there was, um... Savini did Maniac.
0: That's right.
1: And... uh, The Prowler, which I think came out around the same time as this, if not, you know, 81.
0: So there's a book called, I think it's called Shock Value. Mm. It's great. It's all about the slasher movie startups in the 70s. But basically all of this started from a short movie, student film From like 1970 called like Johnson's retreat or cabin or something. And like Hmm. it was pretty much just Halloween. There you go. Oh, wait. There we go. Yep. Body through a window. Body through window. Take your shot. Victim being alive would be another thing.
1: She's still moving.
0: Yeah. Well, intentionally, I guess. Right. My favorite thing about this is, like, Camp Crystal Lake's in the middle of nowhere, but by the next few movies, we're going to start seeing ambulances get there like yeah. That.
2: Now, the difference between this and Halloween, the final girl, is...
1: Uh... Alice is continually terrified here. She has nobody to be brave for like Lori. Mm. You know, with the kids.
0: And that'll they'll adjust that in the series too yeah. going forward.
2: Are very uh
1: Well, it's part two with the uh, who everybody loves
2: uh Amy Steele for. Yes. Betsy Big
1: Russell hugs. stepping into the film.
0: Big hugs. Oh calm down. Wait, is it Betsy Russell or Betsy Palmer?
1: Betsy Palmer. Sorry, what? Betsy Russell is I'm yeah.
0: like, where are we? I don't know either.
2: Betsy Russell is the hot Betsy Russell. <laughs> See, now the lights make sense because it's the headlights. I'm not afraid. And it's the Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should have been clued in by now. Oh, and here, here we get a monologue. (laughs) there's 20 more minutes oh yeah because there's a long chase sequence (laughs) okay
1: this turns into a Bugs Bunny cartoon for the next 15 minutes
2: his name was Jason (laughs) for <laughs> these rotten children. Who the hell is Jason? <laughs> she gonna give it away. Oh, here uh, it comes. There we go. <laughs>
0: oh, man.
2: She's so good at this, though. So. Oh, she just turns. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Was his name Jason? I can't I can't remember.
2: I
1: think it
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> she's got a Rambo knife.
2: Yep. <laughs> Tell <To> him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yep, this movie's just about elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
2: so we're still in the
1: headlights. Nope. Oh, poor Annie. She did kept it? her in the fucking jeep Weird. like that. Was <laughs> anybody
0: waiting for Annie? Like, did that ever come up? And we talked through. Well, it? They were kind of. Nope. There we go. She put him in a tree. That would have been a scene. <laughs>
1: yeah all the elaborate setups
0: <laughs> that'll be a series trope to the discoveries yeah still in the headlights yeah i mean
2: <laughs> <laughs> those grinch teeth <laughs> <laughs> I won't. So yeah, from this point till
1: it's a chase movie.
0: Because there's an epilogue of sorts, yep. so we've got some time. There were guns the whole time. She's the only one who knew there were guns. <laughs> Paramount did a great job with the restoration on this over the yeah. years. Like, what's weird is because, like, nobody really, oh, the lights work. She knows how to use the generator, too.
2: Because, um, <laughs> like, until,
0: I almost feel like until Blu-ray, You didn't know how people were going to take care of these restorations. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Because
0: like even they could get away with shit on DVD and VHS nobody gave a shit at all.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite part. (laughs) Well, she just starts slapping the fucking Fire out her ass. Well, that's right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> this is how all slasher. This is the start of the. Uh, <laughs> they should have yeah. had those
1: Indiana Jones punch mm-hmm. effects.
0: The Ben Burrett sounds. <laughs> You know, I could do that pretty quickly. (laughs) I'm gonna do that, everybody. I always say I'm gonna do these kinds of things, but I'm actually gonna do this one because that would be funny. (laughs) Those, yeah, (laughs) just the (laughs) loudest, (laughs) loudest, so loud, just so loud, (laughs) louder than gunshots. Like, that was the thing I liked about Indiana Jones 4. I don't care. Like, when they do that big (laughs) fight, it's just, like, so loud. You're just like, yeah, this is what it
1: is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so now we're starting to get exterior light, and we're starting to see shit. But we're Mm -hmm. we're still letting that light source block everything behind it. Like, we're not flooding the foreground with the blue lights yet. No. It hasn't gotten cheap to rent those uh, lights yet.
2: I forgot that
0: she did this for so long. Like, I forgot that... Yeah. (laughs) She is the villain of the movie.
1: And she's really good. She's killing this. (laughs) That's why I never understood how come... If they were going to do a reboot, why not just start from scratch? Start here. Really make Mrs. Voorhees that sort of icon that she's supposed to be.
0: You have her help the guy. You have her help Christie, Mr. Christie, open the camp again. And then she starts killing people off. And then it accelerates and accelerates and accelerates to this point. She's like trying to foil it along the way. Yeah, it writes itself.
2: They could easily just, you know, it doesn't always have to be Jason.
0: You get Ryan Murphy to do it, and it can be Sarah Paulson. I'm down. Right? Exactly. Because then you could do anything else with the show as long as you get to that spot by the end. Like,
2: which is, I assume,
0: what they did with Ratchet. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, Sarah Paulson or, um, was that Vera Formiga?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It's one of those two.
1: Or shit. Just go for it and get Tony Collette.
0: How prestige are we going here? Because <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Who's more prestige, Sarah Paulson or Tony Collette?
1: Well, Sarah Paulson just does this shit in her sleep by now.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's that. But with the Tony yeah. Collette, you might get she might create a performance for it, like yeah. the equivalent of the Meryl Streep. So I guess, yeah, you would want this as a Tony Collette vehicle, and it would work with Sixth Sense. So there you go. You could have Haley Joel play Chris Christie. There you go. That dude is hilarious. He was on uh, a. <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows, like, season one, so funny. Last time I saw him, he was on The Boys. That's right, he was on that, too. Yeah, he's so funny.
2: Yeah. Another child star who did not
0: become a major star. Uh, That's
1: because
2: he...
0: He didn't want to.
1: He didn't want to, and I think it was a lot of shit he had to deal with, you know?
0: Yeah, he was.
1: They they put him on that pedestal where he was like, "You're the next thing," and all that. Yeah.
2: Okay, so she's I think down. He just wanted to be a regular kid for a while. Okay. Still going with lights off of structures. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's right. (laughs) It's a
0: long epilogue type thing.
2: Well, this will
1: be. This is going to go fast. Thanks to Pluto TV, I've seen this shit.
2: (laughs) 50 billion times
0: a week. Ah! <laughs> this is like the most boring action figure, like accessory set. One of them's got a crowbar. One of them's got a paddle. Like, or, I guess she's got a machete. Oh, right? <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. It's like she's trying to kill her with half of a Lego stick. Like <laughs> that would be funny. Lego Friday the Thirteenth. I'm down for that. That'd be hilarious. And why not they do that? Yeah, because you could do be the gore. You could do the gore. You could do the kills. You could be like, <laughs> you gotta blow his hand off and shit. Like you could do this.
1: God, Mrs. Voorhees was a brawler. Jeez.
2: Uh-huh. All right, here we go. Slow motion, so you know something's coming. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: the hands. Going not up. Betsy
2: Palmer's hands; nope. those are man's hands. <laughs> Down goes Voorhees.
0: That took a while. What's funny about this is, and I can't, I don't know if they thought about this when they made it. You get there, these movies are made so you can cut the violence out for TV. Like,
1: for a while, they were purposely doing that, right?
0: But were they purposely doing it yet? I don't know. Mm -hmm. They were already, you think there were some movies
1: that did. Do like two takes the TV take and the.
0: Okay. Because I mean, this, you could, you, yeah, this is like. It never
1: Halloween. Out. They had to extend Halloween because.
0: But I think that was the first one. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then they did alternate shots for, I think, two. Yeah,
0: because the TV
2: cuts got different shots on them. Yeah.
0: Is our first and only pretty Harry Manfredini music. Harry, Fr- Harry Manfredini does very pretty music, only he rarely gets the occasion to do it. I wonder if he's got some like coming of age, ro- like a Robbie Benson movie. If you ever scored a Robbie yeah, Benson yeah. movie, I bet that'd be
2: a Running Brave.
0: <laughs> yeah, be a great fucking score.
2: The other thing that I.
0: I don't know if that's funny about these movies is we have no idea how big this stupid lake's supposed to be. No. In the first ones, it's pretty small. By the fourth one, it's gigantic. Yeah. And by like the eighth one, it's Lake Michigan.
2: Okay, now. Where is he? I almost forgot this story.
0: <laughs> What's the story? I used to work
2: at, at
1: FedEx, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: uh Kind of by uh, Belmont area. This guy, Kid Jason, because he used to live in Chicago.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Ari Le- Le- Lehman, whatever his name is. Cool guy, weird guy. Self-absorbed as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he... He literally, like, his whole career, it was, I'm I'm Kid Jason, right? That's his whole bit, and every time he came in, he would not cease to like tell everybody and let that everybody kid- know, wow, that he was Kid Jason.
0: Sweet Chuck kept it to himself.
1: Nice dude, but just fucking like, okay, dude, I get it.
0: We just missed the nurse looking directly into the camera.
2: (laughs) You see, she caught herself. No. (laughs) So.
0: The boy. Is mm. this? Did they add this, or was this always the ending? Yeah, this was always the end. Okay.
1: This is your. I shot him six times.
0: Right. Then this would become sort of a standard for the non-supernatural, na- yeah, non-supernatural
2: um, mm-hmm.
0: slasher type movie. If Sean S. Cunningham had any stones, he, she would have looked directly into the camera. That would have been a great <laughs> fucking shot. Oh my God, that would have been a great shot. Yeah. Looking like River's Edge. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> all right. The jump
1: scare kind of, uh, I guess we could thank De Palma for that. Because of Carrie. I
2: think yeah. that was the first time they did something like that. Yeah. Fucking
0: hell, De Palma would do it right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there we go. There's the reveal. We've got a top build killer. Do they go in reverse order of deaths? I can't. No, they do not. Oh, Kevin Bacon's name was Jack. Oh, special appearance by people. wonder what that... Steve detail. Christie was
2: a special
1: appearance, mm-hmm. and Ari Lehman is Jason. Yep. Never forget that. Because, you know, that's important to him.
0: Officer Dorf. Okay, there's Steve Miner again. Tom Savini.
1: Tasso. That's who um, played uh, Mrs. Voorhees' hands in that
2: last bit. Okay. Got some different hairy music here. Sounding mellow disco. Yep. Harry <laughs> would do a great mellow
0: mellow disco too, like He was very much a composer of his era, but he he, he knew what he was doing. Uh hairstyles, wow. Okay.
1: 6 feet under. Wow. I wonder if that's anywhere near curl up and die.
0: I wonder if that's a joke or if they really had a mortician do the hairstyles, <laughs> right? <laughs> music copyright nineteen eighty logo music and Panavision camera and lenses. Panaflexed. That's why it looks looks so good. Yeah, like it had real.
1: And then, because it's a prestige Paramount film, we get the logo at the ending, which I always liked.
0: Yep.
2: I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, I miss Gulf
2: Western.
0: Uh, oh, and the changeover. Yep. Oh man! Yeah, for for a gas company, they really knew how to make movies. Oh, yeah, so good. All right, so there you go. That is excuse me, Friday the 13th, yeah. Friday the 13th, part, 13th one. part
1: one. Of
0: And that's nine. how people
1: have to refer to it now.
0: Yep. So, <laughs> we will be back with, uh, part two directed by Stephen Miner, starring yes. Adrian King for a second, right?
1: Yeah, she's pulling a Hitchcock where, yep. you know, or, you know, it predates Drew Barrymore and Scream, uh,
0: also it's kind of the Halloween resurrection
1: hmm and then we get our new final girl who everybody loves uh Amy Steele
0: okay and no Kevin Bacon,
1: so no Kevin Bacon at all
0: but that, that that will have been the biggest star in any of these movies uh, <laughs> all right Well, till,
1: uh let's see I think it was seven. Tony Goldwyn makes it in one of these Oh
0: that's right he does. I forgot about that.
1: I'm pretty sure it's six or seven. Even. Yeah,
0: that's right. He might even show off his midriff. Um, <laughs> that's right. I forgot. He It is, but it, it takes that long until, yeah. and it's only Tony Goldwyn, right? Like, yeah,
1: he's the Him bad guy go. from
0: that movie.
1: <laughs> and that other movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sleazy best buddy who, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's the turncoat oh wow yeah well I don't really have any final thoughts on uh no nope. it, it still holds up I think it, it's good uh, I mean, the the franchise didn't hit its stride till you know two and three I guess but it's a great start
0: yeah the um I have to pay attention I'm I'm psyched I'm, to see when they introduce the first blue light so don't let me forget I think it's gonna be three I don't
1: know <laughs> maybe i'll keep thinking it's later like
0: yeah, six but no i think
1: they 6 6 is totally um like a universal picture like a universal monster movie i think they purposely made it that way yeah
0: right okay yes well definitely that one definitely the one with the graveyard opening mm-hmm. yeah okay well we'll find out so um <laughs> but until then um
1: yeah this, this has be been out of camp crystal lake
0: exactly camp crystal lake radio is shutting down for the night folks and uh <laughs> don't go upstairs to fool around when there's a kid swimming in the middle of the fucking night
1: exactly
2: <laughs> all right we're out <laughs>